1: Good morning.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. That is me with me on this Friday and every other day, Brandon Newman. What's up, Brandon?
1: Feeling great. Feeling good. It's a Friday morning. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I I, get. Yeah, you're feeling good. Should I? Oh, yeah, because... Well, you feel good because that's what you do when you you moan. Friday. Um. Okay. (laughs) Is that not? I mean, that's not where I was going. I
0: kind of felt like that was where you were going, and I didn't want to go there with you. I didn't want us to walk into there together, so I let you walk there first.
1: You don't believe in moaning in the moaning? No, of course I do. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Kind of, yeah. Happy hey, Friday. Listen, happy, happy Friday, everyone, man. Hope you hope you get you some moaning in the moaning. But if you don't, then you could at least come hang out with us. I, I don't – and, like, maybe that happens as a result. I don't know what your response to this podcast is, and I'm not here to king shame anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Again. As long as it's, you know, as long as everyone's consensual adults, man, we support you. Okay, you wanna you wanna open you wanna reopen? so I can, stop, I can like, do something else other than the moaning stuff. Why would I want to reopen? That was perfect. We're in the show now. This is the perfect beginning to a show that's going to involve Stu Gatz, who stops by with us. We now have our third two-time guest, which either means one thing, man, we've got a good rotation of people we really like around here, or we are just very lazy guest bookers and understand that we got a few willing
1: bodies. It's good. Yeah. I, I think it's a good first month. It's a good first month rotation. Yeah, you know what? And by the way, shout out to everyone that's been rocking with us for the
0: first month. We appreciate you. Everyone that's downloaded, subscribed, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. There's been some great, really funny reviews in there. We appreciate you guys for going through and taking that kind of effort in here. I did greatly appreciate, Brandon, this one that popped up the other day um, when we talked about... Uh, ooh. Actually, you know what? I'll get to that one in a little bit. I don't want to spoil it right now. I don't want to spoil it right now. Okay. I don't want to spoil it right now. Okay. But that being said, we we will continue to work those in there. We appreciate everyone that responds to our ridiculous prompts in those. We do, I believe have uh, figured out from the other day what our home run call for Katie Nolan will be. So we'll get you to that on the other side of the Stu Gatz interview as well. And as you can imagine, our interview with Stu Gatz from the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz is a lazy river of topics. We touch on a little bit of everything. You just got to get on your tube, float down the river, and don't ask a lot of questions. We'll also get to this, that, and third, and we'll... Try and get you out here early on a Friday. Because, Brandon, last night is exactly what we thought it should have been in the NBA. The Golden State Warriors went out and did it. They get home now to their sixth NBA Finals in the last eight years. And this was, I think, a night that was largely about Clay Thompson and what he managed to do for the Warriors. 30-plus points in an outing where he just Couldn't freaking miss in the middle portion of this game from beyond the arc. We had been kind of waiting for a clay game. And as he has in closeout games in the past for the Golden State Warriors, he showed up pretty big. Um, Kayvon Looney was massive again. Huge rebounds Hmm. down the stretch, expending possessions, a ton of offensive rebounds. And then Belizia gave them unbelievable minutes off the bench a guy who we heard about at the beginning of the season is hey they brought over the stretch five great fit for this Warriors team and like most great postseason runs Brandon it usually requires a guy we hadn't seen and we hadn't seen him getting a ton of meaningful minutes they pulled him off the bench in this game largely because of injury and he went out there and was able to switch and defend Luka Doncic in key moments was able to run the floor and get easy buckets hit a couple of threes in there he was dying All night. And even with all that being said, the now Irvin Magic Johnson Western Conference finals MVP goes to none other than Steph Curry. So it was an all around complete night for that team. And now they go back to a stage that they are very familiar with as they wait to see
1: who their Eastern Conference foe will be. Uh, They're very familiar with it as a franchise. But this team is very different. This team is very new. There's a lot of People on this roster that will be there for the very first time, so I think that's gonna just serve them well uh, in the spots because, I mean, you got people leaving from the front and back here, and it's, it's 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 good old fashioned Warriors dominance. Like you said before, we we uh, regardless of what we feel about this franchise as a whole, feels kind of comforting to know that the Warriors are still this good after we all def- this time. We
0: definitely have our big bad in this. And we have someone touching rarefied air in Steph Curry. We mentioned he's got the Western Conference Finals MVP. Per StatMuse, he now joins this elite group. This is the list of players with multiple regular season MVPs and six or more finals appearances in NBA history. Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, LeBron, and now Steph Curry. That's a hell of a club. That works. And that is exactly where Steph Curry belongs. Because, Brandon, I think, especially as we hit the finals this year and talk about what this ring could potentially mean for Steph Curry, because you mentioned all the new faces on this Warriors team. That is another feather in the cap of Steph, Clay, and Draymond. But we know... Steph has been the guy to really will this thing through as Clay's come back from injury, as Draymond got back into form, dealt with some injury himself this season. And adding another ring to his container, I heard the folks on NBA Today on ESPN having this conversation about what he becomes as far as an all-timer because he is a such a, I think Zach Lowe is the one that said this, a singular force in the way the modern NBA game has changed. And Mm. I think we see that on display. I think we see that when this Warriors team is at its best is when Steph is hitting those handful of shots than him and maybe one other person in NBA history are capable of doing. And it's the difference of this team being a team that, you know, goes around and can win some meaningful games and a team that you believe has the confidence and the top-end ability to win a game, win an NBA Finals again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I love what Kendrick Perkins said, and I, just because it's debatable, uh, carry the hell on. Uh, he said that if Steph Curry wins the finals or wins another uh, championship and gets finals MVP, he is putting him on his, or Steph Curry is cemented on basketball Mount Mount Rushmore, at least his professionally, uh, or personally, removing Magic Johnson and putting Steph Curry next to the likes of Michael Jordan, Kareen dujabar and I believe LeBron James? That,
0: sa- that sounds like it would be, right? And you're right. That was the crux of the debate was Magic and Steph Curry as yes. the best point guard of all time, which is wild because... They're just such incredibly different players. Like, obviously, the hallmark of Magic's game was, you know, being able to do the things he was able to as a passer at that size to be able to go around, you know, famously sliding in and playing the five during, you know, pivotal juncture. But... And Steph, you have the greatest shooter in NBA history. So they're so wildly different. I'd probably still err on the side of Magic Johnson. But Steph Curry Curry deserves his place in NBA history because he has been a part of an era where basketball changed... not forever cuz very few things last forever yeah. but yeah. at the very least for this next portion of our lifetime the 3 point revolution may have yeah. started with Daryl Morey and the Rockets but it was perfected and it was ultimately brought to this place by Steph Curry.
1: Yeah, I mean this was uh Steph Curry was doing was becoming Steph Curry at the height of social media becoming social media if you will. The, the highlight clip culture uh, it was it was uh the first time where you were being sent to watch a game because you just saw x amount of crazy curry clips and you're like let me let me see if I can catch one of these threes live well and sent to watch warmups like
0: remember that was the phenomenon oh, where people yeah, would go to yeah. watch Steph's warm-up before games when that golden state machine really got humming so it, it's It's funny now to get to consider what this can become because with the present core and with these stars healthy again, we're allowed to wonder if now this turns into a reboot of the franchise that took two years away from the finals and now seems back and we believe both that the... Boston Celtics will probably end this in six. They'll probably end this series tonight, and that'll be the team that Golden State faces. And listen, they have got a bunch of capable wing defenders. Al Horford inside is probably every bit the great foil that Kevon Looney has provided for Golden State in the middle and Draymond Green and what they're able to do. But it's still, I mean, Golden State's going to walk into that, I'd imagine, a pretty solid favorite.
1: Oh, well, like you said, uh, our... We'll get to Stu guys later, and I wanted to talk to him about this, but we we never got to it on the Lazy River. Um, I think he has. If I don't know if we were giving out takeies, GoJo's maybe the the GoJo show. We should give give away takees because I think he has the best take right now. I think he he said on the Dan Levitard show that only a team full of Al Horfords can beat the Warriors a team full of al horfords yes only only a team full of al horfords is strong enough to beat the warriors my god i don't i don't know why i don't know why i love it but I, and i i love the take it's a great take and he said anyone i think he clarified not just 5 10
0: Oh yeah, you want to go deep when you've got a team full of Al Horford's, right? You don't want to shorten up that bench. You've got a lot of guys that have worked hard for those minutes and you want to go and reward each and every Al Horford. I like to imagine each Al Horford is like when you're playing a multiplayer fighting game and if you pick the same character multiple times it just changes the colors of their articles of clothing. So in Super Smash Brothers like, you'd get Pikachu with a blue party hat and a red party hat and a green party hat. It's just Al Horford's with different colored shoes and Armbands, new colorway Al Horford yeah, I love it <laughs> new colorway Al Horford all right well we don't have a team full of Al Horford's here the Warriors are not going to face a team full of Al Horford's but they will represent the Western Conference in the finals let's see what we could do with a radio show or a podcast with a team only full of Stu we will try and explore that reality <laughs> when we come back here in just a second the NBA playoff action is non-stop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? Well, with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds and more, and then boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back, up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code GOJO and bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code GOJO, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: Gojo, you know what I was doing, by the way? What's that? I was playing a little game of Never Have I Ever. Oh, you got the deck of cards. I heard you and Billy talking about that on one of the
0: uh, last episodes of Stupati I listened to. Well,
2: Billy was furious because I kept calling it a little game of Never Have I Ever, a little game I like to call, and Billy's like, it's not just you who calls it that. That's the name of the game. Oh, <laughs> well, I like I mean, to, you know, Mike. You know me, Mike. I like to fancy it as my own game. You know. Listen, you do like
0: to call it "Never Have I Ever." It just yes. happens to be the name of the game, but people yes. don't
2: have to know that. You call it that. Um, I do actually. Let's flip one over and see what happens here. <laughs> do you want to play a little game of "Never Have I Ever," Stugatz? Uh, never have I ever faked a family member's death to get out of a commitment. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Coming out of the gate's hot. By the way, Brandon, you are more of a man than I'll ever be. I mean, Jesus Christ. You're inside with a pink shirt. It's buttoned down to, I don't even know where. You're like naked. I don't think it's buttoned down to anywhere. I think it goes all the way to the bottom.
0: Maybe. This is, this
1: is me. This is me getting my stugats on. I'm trying to get in my, I'm trying to get in the Miami mentality. You look right. like
0: Tyler Hero. <laughs> or you look like what Tyler Hero imagines he looks like in his right. head. Right. You right. also right. scored as many
2: points as Tyler Hero the last couple of games.
0: <laughs> Never have I ever faked a family member's death. Yeah. To get out. I will say, and I'm not going to put anyone on blast, Mm-hmm. We did. I did have a teammate who did that once. Brandon, and,
1: I can't believe and, you did it and got caught. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, I, no, no, no. I didn't. I, did, I didn't do it for any football related. Oh, I did. I'll say this though. <laughs> this is fucked up. I went to. I left Notre Dame to go to my stepdad's dad's yeah. funeral, right. and. Everyone's like wishing me like, oh, like, sorry for your loss. And I I could, it was just an excuse to go home. I was partying the whole time. I barely, I mean, I was late to the funeral. You know what I mean? Like, wait, I was, was there around. a funeral though? Was there yeah, even a funeral? It was, it was my it was my stepdad's dad. So like I was like, you know, I was there for support. Like it was like, so I it's like really... your step granddad essentially. But I didn't I didn't know him like that. It was you know, you know right. it's a couple years. Like they just got married. So, so like... to
2: take that one step further, next time you do that, if there is a next time there won't be, because unfortunately he <laughs> passed away, God rest his soul. Uh but if There's he passes stepdad's... away again, yeah, you just don't even attend the funeral. Okay. You tell everyone you're going to the funeral, <laughs> but if yeah. you know no one else is gonna be there you just don't sure. attend. Uh, Gojo yeah. knows. Gojo, do you want to expand on your story? I've I, I've taken the reins over the show. No, listen, listen, Stu
0: Gotts. <laughs> this is the lazy river we always talk about yeah, here. Yeah. By the way, welcome to Gojo, Mike Golick Jr., Brandon Newman, and yes. Stu Gotts, who you know is the co-host of the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gotts and Stupidity, the biggest podcast in America. But no, Stu, this is just how it goes, man. Sometimes you got to take the grain, the reins. Sometimes you got to play a little game called Never Have I
2: Ever. Yes. Um, so, do you want to expand on your teammate, or you can't? Like, you can't. Re- you can't name names. I'm guessing. I'm, here, right? I'm definitely not going to name
0: names. But all I give remember, me a position group. Um, I'm not even going to do that. All I'm going to say oh, is, Oh, shit. It was got, a quarterback. I, I'm going to say is he got flowers from the like people on the support staff, and they were all Ooh. trying to obviously console, and then found out that was not the case. And it did not go over very well. My only run-in with this is I wasn't like Brandon where I um, went to a funeral but was partying that whole time. I almost missed my flight to my actual grandfather's funeral in no small part because I was hungover, overslept past my alarm, and woke up about 40 minutes before the flight was supposed to leave and somehow got there and somehow got out on time.
2: Um, Scale of 1 to 10, how mad would mom and dad have been if you missed grandpa's funeral? Oh, a a 10. So it
0: was my mom's dad. Oh, God. And Stugatz, I woke up that morning, and my roommate, it was in summer school at Notre Dame, can recount to this day, I woke up, and all he heard was, Fuck, 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 as I start (laughs) furiously throwing stuff into a bag and getting ready to tear ass out of the door. It was really not my finest hour. I'm sorry, Mom. I still made it there. Uh, Rest rest in peace to my uh, grandpa, papa Um, But uh, yeah, that was not uh, my finest moment
2: Brandon, do you think mom is hearing this for the first time? Like when she listens to this Because we know that she listens to every episode Do you think mom is hearing this for the first time?
1: Absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah, so, do so, so do I. So do I. She noticed Sorry. he was a little—he was a little extra sweaty when he got right. there, but he's like you know, it's just Mike.
2: You know, right? Just Mike being Mike. But she has no right. idea how close he was to missing her dad's funeral. Right. Right. No, and you, you know said, you, you
1: said forty minutes." I was like, "Oh, he had to be leaving out South Bend Airport. Otherwise, yes. you're not making that flight."
2: Uh, so, Gojo, I have like a fourth uncle, maybe it's an aunt, I don't know, I've lost track at this point, who's passed away like seven times, okay? <laughs> 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 who's not really an aunt, but you call her an aunt, you know what I'm saying? Wait, so you got. I want to know how
0: far down on the list, because you are the expert at finding excuses to miss things here, lacrosse tournaments, bar and bat mitzvahs, all of these things. What situation does it have to be where you go, no, 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 lacrosse tournament bar mitzvah simply will not do. Someone had to have died for me to miss this. I got to amp up the lie. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like, what scenario? Like, what, what Like what am I yeah, trying to like get at? Are, are you missing, like, is it like a charity gala in that instance where you'd feel really bad if you had to miss, and so it's got to be, man, someone, I just passed, Aunt Mildred, we miss her yeah. so dearly, I've got to be there, I'm one of the pallbearers. I
1: would say, cha-
2: yeah, I would say, oh God, <laughs> have I used that one. I mean, <laughs> and the benefit, I have two daughters, so I have twins, right? So, <laughs> I would always tell Levitard, hey, they're on two separate days, the conferences.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Even though they had the same teachers. <laughs> it's
1: alphabetical. What can I say? I don't know. Oh, my <laughs>
2: God. Uh, I would say charity's kind of right there. Charity is, yeah, charity, you really got to amp up the lie. The normal lies to miss a charity event, okay, are, they, they don't work. Okay, they don't. Now, maybe it's just me in my own head or it's you in your own head thinking like, hey, I, got, I really got to amp it up. This is charity. I got to be there. They're asking me. They're depending on me. Um, it's nothing a check can't get you out of, but sometimes you don't even want to write the check. And so you really got to amp it up that. <laughs> because if you amp it up high enough, you can just say, hey, I was going through a tough time. Forgot to even write a check, you know? Um, okay, well, you can write it now. Well, yeah. okay, I'll get to it, you know? <laughs> so it's like, uh, I would say charity is probably... Yeah, charity, charity is the place. Uh, otherwise, I just go with, you know, I go with the standard lie. <laughs> so, like, wedding wouldn't be severe enough to qualify for that
0: category. You can get out of that one pretty normally. Say you're going to send a gift and not send a gift.
2: Yeah, I, like, I don't. how do you feel about that? Like, with weddings, like, if I don't want to go, I'm just not going to go. And so, well, I don't feel like I
0: have to...
1: to you right. guys are
0: both married men and have been through that process and understand. And I think just because I've gone to so many weddings and been there as my brother and sister plan theirs, no one getting married actually cares all that much no. if you aren't at the wedding. Like if you're outside the wedding party, they just want a head count so they know how much money they're spending on food. And that's really it. You yes. think you matter a lot more to them than you actually matter to it, them. It,
1: I was saying, you, you're so thankful that somebody tells you versus like finding out at the end of the day. Like right. when somebody like tells you like, hey, by the way, day of, kids got sick, we can't make it. They're like, thank you. Thank you so much. Versus like, did that motherfucker show up? Like, I was that that seat was empty that whole time.
2: Right. Yeah, but I, they don't want to know day of because they've already spent money on the yep. food. So you right, got to do yeah, it. You right. got to give them the courtesy of lying to them uh, weeks in advance. Okay, <laughs> and just tell them you're not coming. But Mike is so right about this. They don't care if you attend the wedding. If you don't attend, all they care about is knowing if you're going to attend the wedding, so they could save money on the food and 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 anything else. Right. And all they really care about is getting a gift. Like I told Levator with my kids' bat mitzvah. Hey, if you attend the bat mitzvah because it's very far from his house. Okay. If you attend my daughter's bat mitzvah, it will cost you X. If you don't attend, which is the buyout clause, it's going to cost you Z. <laughs> and Levitar went for the buyout clause, okay? And he's putting my kids through college. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how much it meant to Levitar did not have to show up yes. to my kid. Not that he didn't want to be there for my daughters. He loves them. He just didn't want to drive two hours each way and feel my pain that I feel every single day.
0: You know, Yeah, no. Truly, the only thing in life that we all understand wanting to avoid is traffic. Totally get that one. All right, um, we have plenty of stuff we're going to get to with Stu Gotts. Make him assess the Heat's body after what the hell happened in their game the other night. I also, Stu Gotts, I thought about this. I think as we have you on here, and we love having you on the show, we're so appreciative you've come back a second time to hang out with us here. One of my first interactions with you was you wanting to rank quarterbacks during the fantasy marathon. And so I felt like every time you come on here, I'm just going to give you a different division, and we're going to rank the quarterbacks in them at some point during the course of this just because we can. Because no matter when, no matter how, the NFL is always in play during the offseason. It does not matter.
2: Uh, Brandon, is this heaven? <laughs> like- <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Yeah. I, I just got the in and the out of this clip. I'm like, let's go.
2: But but before we get to that, I, I still kind of want to keep playing. We're playing a little game called Never Have I Ever. Did you flip a card? Oh, yes. Uh, never Have I Ever, not white, because there wasn't toilet paper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love this game. I mean... yeah. <laughs> I, I. What I, are you I, raising
0: your hand for? No, It's I'm, an audio medium. <laughs> I know, but never have I ever. You're supposed to put down a finger. And I've got to put down a finger because at some point, if there was... And Stu Gots, I will say, <laughs> one of my finest or lowest hours, depending on how you think about it, was yeah. this exact instance in a bar bathroom. I have proudly pooped in damn near every bar in South Bend, Indiana that people right. frequent. And one of them... Uh, it's now called Old Finney's, but it was Finney's in downtown South Bend. I used to go there all the time, knew the bartenders, the bouncers, all them really well. And the bathroom there was an absolute – it was you know a college bar bathroom. Most of the doors were off, the hinges on the stalls – Shit was everywhere. And so I went in there one night and I just, it was like 1130. So we were right near prime time and I just had to poop. And I went in there and I went to go and I looked in the stall and there was no toilet paper in there. And I had to go and ask the bouncer if they could get me toilet paper so I could go and shit in a bar during prime time on a Saturday night at this bar.
2: Right. Peak 1130. And the bouncer's response was like, how did that work? Got me toilet paper. Right. Yeah. Now, you're have- a Notre Dame football player. You're Mike Olin Jr. I'm wondering if the average student just walks up to the bank uh, bouncer and says, hey, I need toilet. I imagine they get punched in the face. Oh, like, get out of here.
0: Stu Gatz, the number one moment of that ever. I'll never forget this as long as I live. One of the bouncers, I was like every college guy. Like, You get good at peeing in sinks and garbage cans when the blind's a little bit too full and Amen. you don't want to wait in a line for the bathroom because you're a guy and we can pee anywhere. Yeah. And so... I get in. Uh, I have a bouncer who like helps me get over to the bathroom there because I just gotten in. a place was packed, and I go into the bathroom, and it's me and this like little like like nerdy kid who goes to school out there. I didn't know him. I you know, it was the first time I saw him, and right. he was waiting in line. I'm like, come on, dude, like pee in the sink next to me. There's two sinks right next to each other. We'll get in. And we'll get out. And so we go in there and start peeing in the sink, and. All of a sudden, the door is like uh, it's like a it's like a western barn door, so it swings both ways. And the door gets pushed and swings out, and the bar t- and the bouncer that helped me get over there is now looking inside. And I'll never forget the look of disappointment on his face, where he just <laughs> looks at me and goes come on, man. And he looks at me and says that and does nothing. And then him and another bouncer grab the kid that was next to me doing the same thing and are getting ready to throw him out of the back of the bar. And I had to run out there and tell them, like, hey, he only did this because I told him to. He's a nice kid. Don't throw him out here. He was just trying to go to the bathroom. And so I have, yeah, way too many bathroom stories involving South Bend, Indiana bars.
2: That is very nice of you to do. I would have left the kid to his own devices. <laughs> sometimes you get caught sink, uh, sink pissing right right stop listening to the gojo. wait so it was old finney's when you took a shit in it right that's when they that's when they deconstructed it and created a new one yeah
0: they had, they had, to, they had to stop down for a few months reconsider their business strategy because this kid was just shitting and pissing all over the bar <laughs> all right
1: I, I gotta i gotta get into this never i ever question because this is a perfect okay. time to introduce an invention that i've created Really?
2: Wow! Look yeah. at you. I like it. It's
1: a little thing I like to call man ponds. Okay. Where oh, um, <laughs> you take whatever you, paper, you know about this? You're aware. You, you no. Know no. Okay. I'm just you take whatever by paper. So am you I. Take, <laughs> you take but keep whatever going, paper honey. after you after you shit in a public place. I don't I don't recommend it, but sometimes the good Lord calls. Uh, and and whatever paper you have, even if it is like the brown paper that the paper ta- the paper is wrapped on. Which like, is the worst paper to white oh. with? The absolute worst
2: paper to white with, right? Exactly okay. anything, so, but you know, it, okay, so but, but if things. you need it, you need it, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So what you do is you you roll it up real tight, like a little pencil, like you know. Just, I got you, and you just and you just lay it lay it in the side of the crime, and then clenched up the buck cheeks, and it, it keeps everything nice and secure right there. No no messy underwear, every you know what I'm saying? It's just. It's it's a man plan, and that's I, that's what I do when I when I'm when I'm low on the TP. So a I, a you get away without wiping, but you kind of postpone postpone the, the duty, like quite
2: it, literally. You're, wait a second. <laughs> Are you suppressing a shit? Is that what you're doing? No, like,
1: you've shit. Okay, the shit has happened. You don't. But have you're reducing the stain
2: surface. I see what you're yes. saying. Okay, you're, you're, good. Yes, yes. You're, yes. you're yes.
0: prolonging it's it until like, you it's get like more it's, toilet paper essentially. Right. It's like,
1: instead yes. of smuggling drugs, you're smuggling the shit that's trying to get out and just keeping it tight where, where it came from.
2: And so then you get the toilet paper and you take care of your business then. So you're just keeping it in a confined space, essentially, yes. is yes. what you're doing. You're <laughs> a fucking <laughs> animal, dude. <I> mean, <laughs> but I'm in 80-20. Okay. My, My way, t- by t- the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Stupidity here, presented by Man Ponds. Let me tell
2: you about a little
1: thing called Man Ponds. <laughs>
2: No, next time we're on. It yes.
1: gender specific obviously. I
2: Listen, Brandon, here's your job for next time I come on, okay? okay, uh, okay. I want some sort of like bullet points, just bullet points. Let me take okay. care of the rest, okay? I am going to do a commercial for your our invention, Man Ponds, okay? <laughs>
0: we're going to give Stu Gotts the ad copy for Man Ponds and just turn them loose.
2: Oh, oh can't wait. W- what would the promo code be? I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Promo code stain. Oh my god! Promo code stain.
2: <laughs> promo code brown. We got to come up with a better one. All right, let's work on this. We need some yeah. copy. I can't do it on the fly right now. I'm right. Too tired. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll work okay. on that.
2: We'll get it for next time. Stu Gatz, why
0: don't you flip over one more card before we oh start ranking quarterbacks? Here, I've, I really love never have. I. I when I remember listening to you and Billy, and Billy was kind of not sure he wanted to go in on never have I ever. He felt a little hesitant, and
2: yes, I, I just I thought this is a great idea. Um, well, thank you very much. Uh, listen, it's just a game that I play, um, and I was just waiting around for you guys, and so uh, I'm glad that you're into it. Uh, hold on, let me, let me get a good one. Oh, shit. I don't know if this is good enough for us, Gojo. Hold on. All right, second. hey, listen. Use use your discretion. One night stands. Uh, oh baby. I, uh, had a one night stand with someone. I already had a one night stand with. Have you ever <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> double one couple of one night stands cutting me off? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're asking. They're asking. Uh, never, never have I ever had a one night stand with someone I already had a one night stand with. Which means you forgot the first one night stand. <laughs> then you had I'm like, that, just, that just sounds like
1: dating nowadays. Yeah, exactly yeah, right.
2: You're a exactly series right. of one night stands. All right, let me get one that's good for us though. Gojo. I got to. I got to uh, sift through these real quick. Uh, Gojo is so excited. I love it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Rummaging, uh, rummaging. Uh, rummaging me. right now. Uh, okay. Here we go. This is a good Ooh. one. Never have I ever broken something in a store and walked away. Oh. Oh. That's a good one. Oh, that a is really a good, good one. one. I know, <laughs> and and listen, I know I've done it like multiple times, right. I so no, many right. times. I don't have I don't have specific examples, right.
1: but yes, right. I remember the times where I told someone more so yes. than the times that I just walked away without would it just broken. <laughs> Wait, you didn't tell the store owner though. No, no, I'm saying that's like nine times out of ten that happens. In the tenth time, I tell some a hey, uh, somebody broke something. I just yeah, saw it's, this al- was...
0: it's always somebody. I, right.
1: I I I went to a, I went to a J. Crew and tried on some pants that did not fit me. the The button flew off while I tried to button it, and I walked out with the pants and hit on the button. I was like, "There's for some reason this button was just like off these pants." I'm not <laughs> I bring it up to them, and I'll say, "Hey, listen, I think someone broke
2: this, but I'll take it anyway at a discount." Okay, yeah. after I, I'm the one who fucking <laughs> broken, Brandon. <laughs> Hey, I saw a guy in here earlier, he was, uh, he was playing with this thing, um, the thing in the store, and he was playing with this thing, <laughs> and I believe he broke it, but you know what? I like things that are broken. I'll take it for 50% off. (laughs) Gojo, I don't think you would do that. You're too honest, Gojo. I
0: I will say I don't have any examples that come to mind of doing it in a store, (laughs) but where I've done this repeatedly is in hotels. Right. Oh, yeah. One of my... least proud moments as a fan I'll never forget it was Notre Dame playing Texas back in 2016 I was down in Charlotte meeting with the crew I was getting ready to do a college football show with at ESPN it was going to be every Monday down in Charlotte me Jason Fitz Elika Sadegi we're going to do the show and we got together for like a team bonding thing planning the week before and we were watching that game over at our producer's house and I said guys Tight game in the fourth quarter. I have to go back. I'm you're not going to like who I am when this game gets close and down the wire. Right and so I went back to the hotel I was watching this game by myself goes to double overtime and I'm sitting there in the bed by myself in the hotel room with the remote in my hand and all of a sudden this big tractor trailer of a quarterback dives across the goal line for Texas they win the game on a two point conversion and I just knee jerk reaction take the remote in the room and fastball it right into the <laughs> wall next to the TV, shatter it into a thousand pieces and then as soon as I'm done I look at myself like what the fuck is wrong with you? This is a hotel that work is paying for, I'm not going to say which hotel because you guys are never going to get me on that, but (laughs) I went and found the pieces of the remote, and I just sort of stacked them back together so it would look like it was kind of put together, and I put it on the far nightstand behind the clock so it would take housekeeping as long as humanly possible to find it, and by then I'd already be long gone.
2: That is a heady play. You are smart. You have learned well, my friend. I mean, that's probably before you knew me, but I am so goddamn proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) The one that happened when I knew you was I was really
0: hung over again in a hotel after a charity event and the fire alarm starts going off in my room. And for some reason I was still probably hung over a little. I literally reached up and punched the fire alarm and broke it on the wall (laughs) just to make it stop just to make it stop like everyone had to actually go down to the lobby at 6 a.m. I'm just in there sleeping because I wound up and absolutely hammer timed this fire alarm and then again had to put the pieces kind of back together so it would look like it was normal and fine so I hope they replace that because it's probably unsafe for whoever's in the room
2: the double tree (laughs) (laughs) I want to cookies. guess hotels. <laughs> oh, the best cookies ever. Uh, the only reason I went to Bristol was to yeah. see you and those cookies, okay? <laughs> um, I want to guess the hotels, don't you, Brandon? I also want to guess the guy. What was the first one? I forget the first question. Gojo, won't. he won't even get up the, give up the uh, position on the oh, team yeah. that he plays. Oh, yeah, yes. Right. Oh. Tai Won't give you the position or the team. How about that?
1: Oh, How about oh that?
2: okay. How about that?
1: Now he's just trying to gaslight us, though, I think. It's clearly... Why won't you tell us the name of the hotel? What's the like? Who okay. can? Oh, because you don't want to get busted, now, yeah, Mike. They're not gonna come
2: back to get you. That's no. wild wow. wow, shit. Listen,
0: I still, have, I still have had to stay at that brand of hotel at other places. My travels in college football. I'm not trying to have them get over on me, mostly because I have a lot of points there too. I'm a respected member of that hotel's community. <laughs> okay,
2: really? Yeah, <laughs> no. If they only knew. <laughs> 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 wait. So, oh, so Mike, wait. I'll have, I'll have a few of these. Okay, like we'll just okay. like. Throughout throughout the course of this conversation, I'll just uh, I'll spit one out at you guys and see all what right. you think. Okay, but we got to go. find some good there ones go. here.
0: All right, you you find some good ones, Stu. got. In the meantime, I do like need to do a wellness check because you spend more time with him. Is Mike Ryan doing okay? Because I feel no. like watching him deal with this Heat playoff run has been really unhealthy, and I'm genuinely worried about him.
2: Uh, I think we all are. Um, I don't know what's I don't. He's got a gambling problem. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, the love, love you. DraftKings <laughs> call one eight hundred. Admit it, whatever it is, one of those lines. It's, oh, in, Indiana. it's, it's, in,
0: it's in the podcast
2: description. We got, yeah, yeah, unless the podcast you're in Indiana, then you got to call a different line. It's weird. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I do worry about Mike Ryan, um, but here's the deal: and we're all criticizing Mike Ryan, and we were uh, yesterday, and we'll continue to do so. Mike Ryan had the Celtics in six. Okay, like he has this. He bet the Celtics in six. Right. And so it looks like he's going to win that bet. And so I really question just how upset Mike Ryan is uh, with the Heat losing. Because if they lose, now I taught him this, okay, it's a win-win for him. If the Heat win, he's happy. They move on to the finals. They lose to the Warriors, okay? But if the Heat lose, Celtics win in six, uh, then Mike Ryan will be a very happy man as well. So the only scenario in which Mike's going to be furious if this thing goes, now the Heat can't win in six. They can only win in seven. And I am telling you, Mike will be upset if the Heat win in seven because it means the Celtics haven't won in six. And so, yes, I am worried about him because he loves the Heat so much. I know Mike Ryan. I know Mike Ryan well. I know how passionate he is about that organization and that team. And yet he has so little faith in them at this point that he has bet against them. And he doesn't want a seventh game at home that would in all likelihood get them to the NBA Finals. Mike Ryan wants the Celtics losing tonight. He wants the series over in six. So of course I'm worried about him. When Mike, he's arriving at that point in life where the teams don't mean as much to him as winning his goddamn bet. I arrived there like 25 years ago. Okay, yeah, you've Mike Ryan for a while, is yeah. yeah. Mike Ryan just getting to the party, uh, but I am worried about him. So I know Mike would rather lose the bet. I do. I do know that about him. Like he doesn't care if he wins the bet. I don't think he has enough money on it. Uh, but I think he's given up on this team. And I think Miami in general has kind of given up on this team because they're so banged up. I mean, the backcourt is one for 25 over the last two games. It's been brutal. And so I think what what we're kind of all dealing with down here is the I told you so from the national media who have only watched the heat for the last six games and haven't paid attention the entire season. Bravo! Chris Carlin, Chris Canny, all Jay Williams. You were right, and Me? you were right, you, everyone. <laughs> congratulations on being right on a team that you've never watched before. That is how you do it.
1: Okay, but how the, did... The two did, guys Allie... is
2: strong in all of those people, yes, by the way. Of course. I mean, how,
1: how, how all these randoms get it right, <laughs> and you guys who've watched the Heat this entire season get it wrong? Um, They're not
2: healthy. I mean, I can tell you that. Like Jimmy Butler, if you, if, if you go back just... Uh, just a game five. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Butler was struggling to, to reach the basket. I mean, it was ugly. Yeah. So I know everyone's injured this time of year. The Celtics, they have their injuries as well. Golden State appears to be healthy. Um, but the Heat have played deep into seasons, right? Like it feels like we played three NBA seasons in one year. Um, so some of these guys look tired. Ty- Jimmy Butler actually looks tired. Uh, so when you take Jimmy Butler away, when he's not 100%, when you take the six-man-of-the-year away in Tyler Hero, who hasn't been around for the last two games, and he's a huge spark, if you go back to Game 1, Brandon, Hero was the reason they won that game, or was it Game 2, uh, one of those first two games at home. Hero came in, provided a massive spark for them, um, and really helped them, propel them uh, to a victory there. And so you take those two guys away, and then I think what we're all realizing uh, together down here is BAM is not what we thought. Mm. Um, he's a good player, he's not a great player. And so that's been disappointing because Bam in Game 3 was amazing. He won Game 3 essentially by himself. Uh, But we've only seen that once throughout this playoff run. So it's it's desperate times down here. Yeah, we're starting to question Like Mike Ryan was so off the rails, he was questioning Pat Riley.
0: I mean, it's unbelievable. By the way, Pat Riley, who just flipped the beach condo that he had, bought for $8 million in 2018, sold it for $23 million. So Pat Riley isn't going to lose much sleep around here. He is doing just fine. He is, yes. You mentioned Bam, like... Jimmy Butler, because I think that's kind of how like the national media perceives Jimmy Butler, right? He's a very good player, maybe a great player, but he's not a superstar in the normal sense. That kind of seems like the mold Bam is in, where every once in a while, he's going to have one of those performances where he bursts out, but maybe more often than not, he's going to mimic like an Al Horford
2: that you've seen on the other side? I mean, we wish he was Al Horford. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Al, Al Horford might be the MVP of this series. Like, Gojo, oh, I'm not joking. Look at the numbers. Uh, for Al Horford, I just, I think we all expected a massive leap for Bam. I think what we saw in game three is not a realistic thing to expect uh, every single night from Bam. But what is reasonable to expect, he's an all-star, right? Um, what What is reasonable to expect is that he shows up, that he's not afraid to take shots. Like, it appears that he is afraid, like something's in his head, I don't know what it is. But you had in Game Five at home. Every time he touched the ball, twenty, you could hear it, Mike, if you were watching the game. Twenty thousand fans begging him to shoot. Just go to the basket, shoot, do something. And he appeared like he didn't want any of it, and that's that's concerning. Um, I don't want to say he's Al Horford, but I, I think he's not the guy we thought he was going to be. And so, because I think we all imagined that Bam would be the like the number two guy. To Jimmy Butler and you're right about Jimmy as Stan Van Gundy told us years ago that Jimmy uh that Jimmy Butler if he's the best player on your team you don't have a very good team if he's your third best player then you have a great team um now Jimmy has proven a lot of people wrong he took this team to the finals in the bubble a couple of years ago and up until about three games ago he had playoff averages that only Michael Jordan has had uh, in his career. Like, think about that for a second. Through yeah. uh, through a conference final, and now it's all falling apart for Jimmy Butler, in large part because he's tired, and he appears to be injured. Um, and so now I'm starting to think the same thing with Ban. If he's your number two, I don't know if that's good enough. But if he's your number three, perhaps it's good enough. And that's why you saw the Embiid tweet uh, about the oh. he don't have enough superstars. That was great. I mean, great. Yes. Are
0: you, is, is Miami just buzzing? Because I knew yes. there was... Uh, yes. Joel Embiid, first off... Heady play, knows exactly what he's doing in trolling the entire Heat fan base. But I have to imagine there's a lot of people that have taken the bait and think Pat Riley is going to be able to make this happen.
2: Uh, of course, because Pat Riley makes stuff happen. That's what he does. I mean, he buys condos and sells them for seventeen thousand times more than he bought them for. Right? I mean, <laughs> and he does that in a bad real estate market. Yes, because yes. <laughs> he's Riley. Like, who doesn't want to move in the Riley's place? I, Mike, do you agree with me that if it was a bad real estate market and Riley bought a condo for seven million? And everything was going the other way, but sold it a few years later. You would promote and market that thing as Pat Riley, right? And it would sell for $27 million, right? A
0: hundred percent. Stu, guys, you and I talked about this. When I was selling my house out here, left a bunch of the Notre Dame stuff out here. We talked about it with your house. Put a bunch of Levitard stuff out here because you never know. You put a bunch of Pat Riley stuff out there, pictures of him back in the day with the Lakers, pictures of him sitting courtside in Miami with the Heat. Someone's going to eat that up.
2: Uh, listen, I almost bought a house in my community Simply because Joe Girardi used to live in it Like, <laughs> <laughs> And when I walked in, I saw like a perfect game baseball sign But like David Cohen, I think I'm like, I want this house <laughs> I'm making I, an offer right now <laughs> I want to know the furthest down the list
0: of oh famous God. people Where you'd go, I want to buy that person's house I mean, Girardi's pretty low on the list Is he not? Think about that <laughs> Joe Bleep and Girardi, man. <laughs> They'd be, like, be like, "Yeah, I walked into Kevin James's house, and I was just like, gotta have this, right?
1: Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm buying Kevin James's house whenever it's on the market. Talking about fake stuff.
0: The King of Queens Wh- is probably a bad example.
1: Wait, we but no, but here's the deal, Brandon. Are you paying
2: like, are you paying a price you know you shouldn't pay to move into <laughs> to buy Kevin James's house? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Really? I, what, like if all the, the I, is yeah, but all the other houses on the street, they're all the same house. It's a cookie cutter community, okay? So they're all they're all the same house, okay? <laughs> okay yeah. So what I'm asking you is every every house on the same street, they're all the same, right? Is like they're going for two million dollars, okay? But then you get to Kevin James's house and he's selling his because he's Kevin James for five and a half million dollars. Like how high are you willing I mean, to go just to have question, Kevin
1: James's house? The question is,
2: do I got it? Right. Yeah, I'm, saying you, I'm saying you do have it. You do right, have right it, there. but you, but you're.
0: it's still an amount where you kind of gulp a little bit, and you're like, all right, right this is not right, what this. I was planning on spending.
2: Yes. Right. You're paying I'm, well above market. So I'm telling you, you have the money, but you're paying three to half million more than you should be paying for a house, which is a lot more, Brandon. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, I, okay. Kevin I'd James steal bro. something from the James household, put it on the house that I buy down the street, and I'd still say <laughs> it's Kevin James'
0: house. <laughs> You'd walk into <laughs> in the open house, be looking around, and go, hey, someone broke this over there but I'm willing to take it off your hands here and get it out of the way for 50% less
2: <laughs> full circle oh my god yeah. I, oh. I,
1: I, was, I was dying to say the Kevin James anecdote the, one of the best episodes of King Queens is him faking a heart attack because he forgot his wife's boss's name like, <laughs> he, was like he got pressed he got pressed to, to, so he just to, faked a heart attack <laughs> faked a
2: heart attack never have I ever
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, wait, speaking of Stugatz, do you have another card for us right now? Do you have yeah, one that's but, ready? Oh. Yes,
2: but uh, put a bookmark here because we never <laughs> we never address the Embiid stuff. Hold on, i got to write it down. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get back to Joel Embiid. Um, okay. Wow, this is good. I think this might work. Well, we'll see for both of you. Uh, never have I ever angrily thrown a drink in someone's face. Ooh. No. Uh, no. no, Brandon? You're no. a teddy bear, aren't you? Mike, he's a teddy bear. Isn't he he, is, he te- is. He is
0: a teddy Well, he I mean, is. we're both kind of teddy bears. Like, I don't think I've ever done this either. I, I never really... You especially- smashed
2: in a fire alarm, dude. I well, mean... That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good person. That's a you bullied a kid in a Notre bathroom. I, mean, I saved that kid <laughs> from yeah, getting right. thrown out of that bar, yeah, already. Right? <laughs>
1: Both, no, both those you're stories from Mike, the smashing <laughs> the, rem- the remote on a touchdown and punching a fire alarm with the most offensive linemen things I've ever heard yes. of yes. Gojo doing, ever. Yes, damn.
2: You're, you're so right about that. So, so Brandon, you're saying, no, you have never done that.
1: I can't think, why would I? No, no. I'm not Jimmy Clawson. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wait, wait. Is this a story that's known? Like, <laughs> I, uh,
2: Not today. It is now.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm... I'm <laughs> Jimmy Clausen famously got in a bar fight while we were in, in in college, and I think a drink was poured on him. So I'm, I'm, I was just yeah. I think I think, he, I was just I think
0: he was the victim of that one here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kick saving and beaut there. Good yeah. job <laughs> to you. Yeah. Still got.
2: I've never punched someone in the face. Never. I never I mean, I, talk, I I listen. I talk a big game. Um, I've said I'm going to punch someone in the face, but but like you know, with most things, what I say is not what I actually do, and so. <laughs>
0: It's called self-preservation, man. That's yes. all it is. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: I, I punch, I'll say I'll punch people in the face before I've thrown a drink in them because, you know, you've got to get right to it. You, you do. I guess you're right. right. You guys, Granted, I, you know I, you, go ahead, Mike.
0: I was just going to ask if you had ever
2: thrown a drink in someone's face. No. No. I don't know. It's a waste of a drink. Like, no Same. one... That's the core of this. And I got my That's own question my wrong. Mind. I got It was not just punch someone in the face. It was angrily throw a drink in someone's <laughs> face. Um, <laughs> I, I've never, God, no one's ever made me that angry where I would feel the need to waste alcohol on, on somebody's face, you know? Yeah, like, no, no, no those drinks are expensive. No, <laughs> no. So I've never done it. Um, Joel Embiid, what do you guys think he was doing there? Okay, because Embiid, Mike, you're right. It was a masterful job on social media, the heater lacking superstars. However he wrote it, it was simple, it was easy, but you have no idea if he's trying to get Jimmy back to Philadelphia or if Embiid mm. is sending like a bat signal out to Riley, hey, come get me. I don't want to play with James Harden anymore.
0: It's so perfectly <laughs> built off of what happened after the 76ers series against the Heat, too, where you had Jimmy Butler after saying he wished he was still playing with Joel Embiid. So we've clearly established the relationship, and now he's just feeding into it a little more. Ah, man.
2: It's a tough one.
0: I would, I would think it's probably more likely that he's trying to reel Jimmy back to Philadelphia and say, hey, now Ben Simmons is gone here. We don't know what's going to happen with this James Harden situation. I'm the guy that you wanted to be with. We clearly have a ton of respect for how we each play. And you see, like you said, it might be ready to come apart down there in Miami. Maybe this is as good in the last three years as it's going to be there. What about a return to Philadelphia, a city that would love Jimmy Butler and the way he goes about his business and a place where, like you brought up, he can go back to being the second best player on that team. And then they can go and maybe plug that hole another way. If James Harden doesn't work out long-term there, it feels like he's going fishing.
2: Um, it does. And I'll tell you, like, I think he fans are a little bit upset about the flirtations. Like, like Jimmy's first reaction after knocking off Philly was they took to back. Uh, they chose Tobias over me. Um, I think it was Tobias Harris, right? um, I think Heat fans were upset by that. Like, that's what you're thinking about? Like, you're still thinking about Philadelphia? Philadelphia and Embiid are still on your mind? We just knocked them off. Like Let's go. Let's move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, uh, I know Heat fans were upset. Now, they won't say it in the moment. They'll say it after Jimmy has the kind of performances that he's having right now when the Heat get bounced out of the playoffs. Then they'll start railing against uh, Jimmy Butler. But, I'm trying to do it from from Embiid's standpoint. Where he knows what he has in Philadelphia is not enough. He knows Miami, the culture, all that. I mean, Mike, say what you will about the Heat. Two out of the last three years, they made it to the conference finals with Jimmy Butler as their best player. Like, Riley knows how to do this in a way that Daryl Morey does not that Doc Rivers does not. I'm sorry, Riley's the best to ever do this, right? Like, had LeBron, had Bosh, had Wade, lost him, right? And then turned this thing around so quickly that they're back in the finals uh, two seasons ago with Jimmy fucking Butler, okay? Jimmy Butler as their best player. And so I'm trying to, like, view it through Embiid's prism as to where I think he'd rather be here in Miami. I think he'd rather have Riley and Spo than what he has you know, Daryl Morey is a James Harden guy. He's not a Joel Embiid guy. Um, and you know Jimmy's told him, like, hey, this organization's for real, man. Like, they find players, they develop players, they'll, they'll win as a championship. Um, I think Embiid's trying to get himself down to Miami. I do. Now, Mike, you know me, I'm not a Heat fan, so I don't care. Heat fans will try to taunt themselves into that. But I do, like, viewing it through his prism, he's 26 years old Jimmy's better than what he has in Philadelphia. Spos better than what he has in Philadelphia. Riley's better than what he has in Philadelphia. And Miami's just better than Philadelphia. So I think Embiid just wants to come down here, you know? God, Embiid and his personality in South Beach would be an incredible Amazing.
0: Thing. Amazing. And, and with that team, like with the mindset of that organization you just described, Correct. he is absolutely in the mold of Jimmy Butler. He's just more talented. He's a legitimate superstar.
2: Yes. Now, what would he have to give up to get? You know Jimmy Butler, so yeah. that's that's it would be it would be Bam, right? Yep. Um, which would be fine with Heat fans. We've already started calling him Scram Adebayo. Like, wow, Scam wow. Adebayo, Scram wow. Adebayo. I will, Mike has. I mean, I mean, and maybe I fed him those lines. Maybe I did it. I don't know. <laughs> Who's, <the son? laughs> Who's the But but look, like, hold on. From Philadelphia's standpoint, where is Embiid on his contract? Because they don't have to do anything, obviously. Um, but you would have to give up. You would think, Mike. Wow, It would have to be, you might have to go Bam and Tyler Hero just to get Joel Embiid. So Joel
0: Joel Embiid's current contract goes through next season. So he had a five-year deal that started in 2018 and runs through the 2022-2023 season. He's due $33 million next year.
2: Interesting. Uh, And where's Jimmy? Jimmy's this year, right? Uh, So Embiid has one more season that he has to play in Philadelphia unless they trade him, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, Jim
0: Jimmy Butler is in the middle of in uh, 2021. Jimmy Butler signed a four-year, 184 million dollar extension. Jesus Christ! um, And he has a player option. Um, he has a player option for the 2022-2023 season. So he's got his player option next this coming for this coming season.
2: Ooh, so Embiid can just he the wouldn't have to trade anything. They could just wait a season and then yeah. Embiid comes, right? They could
0: wait. The deal like the deal is supposed to go through 25-26, but this is according to Woj when this came out that he has a player option for 37.6 million in the 2022-2023 season. So yeah, technically this could be a spot where he just says, "I'm out."
2: Uh, Brandon. This is why Gojo and I talk these things out because if you talk long enough and get enough facts, things become clearer to both of us. Okay. So, Mike, now now that we're armed with that information, okay, Embiid can wait a year. They don't think of anything up, right? So we could just and so you know. So here's Mike. Jimmy's mad at Philadelphia because Philadelphia did not choose him. They chose. So they had their shot at Butler and Embiid. They passed on that shot. Riley would never pass on that shot. And you know Jimmy Butler is feeding that to Joel Embiid, okay? You know he is. So Philadelphia had their shot. um, They passed on it. And now I believe Embiid wants to come here uh, after he finishes up next season in Philadelphia. So now if you're Philadelphia, you have to cater to every one of his needs and desires because he's already put it out there. Meaning, if you go get Mike D'Antoni... That's James Harden's coach. That ain't Joel Embiid's so now you're catering to James Harden. They better be very careful. I'm telling you right now, Embiid Butler in Miami in two seasons. I mean, this is great. We are back. I mean (laughs) Pat Riley's done it again.
1: (laughs) And we we got we got all this from from Embiid tweeting. Yes. We don't have enough stars. This
0: is the NBA, baby. This is the NBA. So
1: then you have Embiid. Bam. Jimmy
2: Butler, you have um, you have hero off the bench. They don't have to give anything up. Oh my God, Joel Embiid's coming here. This is exciting. There we, there I mean, we all he has to do is tank next season. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> it, it, let me tell you, if there's a team in a city that knows a thing or two about tanking,
0: oh yes, <laughs> trust, trust the process. Yeah. Once again, we are back.
1: mysterious. Uh, my, my mysterious injuries left and right over here in Philly, have right? Because why would Jimmy do them any
2: favors, Philadelphia? At this point, why would he go back there? What he could just get him be to come down here. It does it does seem like the best of both worlds. You're slowly talking me into this, Stu It's sounding
0: better and better, and it always does go back to the fact that Miami just has things that can recruit players that are a little different than everybody else.
2: Yes. It, it it just is.
0: point right there to South Beach.
2: Yes, and Riley. I mean, and, and Riley, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's important. Um, wow, that's 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 fascinating. What Philadelphia like the way they're going to have to cater to. Well,
0: Stugatz, Brandon, and that I could also about... be
2: Joel Embiid flexing, saying, "Get James Harden the hell out of here. I can't win with that dude." You well, know, and, and it, but it's True.
0: it's it's. I think you're absolutely right about that point. Is whether it was flippant or not. I think there's going to start to be that kind of power struggle there because we know this is what goes on. This is what we talked about yesterday with the Brooklyn Nets and what they're getting ready to deal with. We saw that reports from Christian Winfield that there is a feeling inside the Nets building that they are not comfortable giving Kyrie Irving a long-term extension there. Kyrie's got the ability to opt out. And we said that only matters insofar as Kevin Durant still wanting him around there because if Kevin Durant still wants him around there, you're going to end up with Kyrie Irving back on that roster cuz they can't risk losing KD because this is all about keeping your star player happy.
2: Yeah, that's um man, that's a fascinating one, right? Like yeah. how quickly that thing all oh, all fell com- apart from from Kyrie, hey, we don't need a coach. Steve Nash is the coach. Uh, we're 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 calling all the shots down here to the Nets saying, "No, we're not signing you." Like they got tired of him in 2 years. Okay? <laughs> they got tired of that guy.
1: But here's the thing. Is Kevin Durant tired of Kyrie? Like I'm not certain. I'm not certain. He has plenty of reasons, he has a pre- plenty of reason to be. Right? I would
2: I would be I would be infuriated if I left Golden State, right? I would be furious if I left Golden State, went to Brooklyn to play with my friend and my friend turns out to be this guy that it's not always there for me. He's not as good a friend as I thought he was going to be. Um because I assume that anything that comes out of the Nets management mouths is is really an extension of Kevin Durant. So they could say Durant hasn't spoken to anyone in management, but I think when management says we're not signing Kyrie long term, I think that's Kevin telling management, "Hey, don't sign that guy long term." You know, um, he was here for half a season. All he needed to do was take a shot, Mike, a shot in the arm, and he would have been there every single game for Kevin Durant. And he didn't do that. And I think Kevin Durant's disappointed that that Kyrie wasn't there for him when all it took was the most basic thing: science, get a shot, um, and you can play in every game. And he he decided not
1: to do that for whatever reason. I think the the history has been written for Kyrie Irving, and he said it this last year to that point. Do you think the Brooklyn Nets – forget the Brooklyn Nets. Do you think Kyrie Irving deserves max money at this point in time in his career? No. Thank you. I mean, Mike I says, would, Mike, Mike, me and Mike got into it yesterday about I, it. He says I, they listen, have to. Well, I,
2: Mike's looking at the obvious talent. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I was yeah. going to
0: say, like, deserves is one thing because that's a loaded word. But in the NBA landscape where we see those deals go out because people are willing to pay it, Kyrie Irving is going to be worth max money if you were to let him get to the open market. I believe just because especially if you're a team that's got the space for that, he's good enough for you to get desperate and go
2: into the coffers for. Um... Yeah, that's fair. Like, there's going to be a team out there, the Knicks. Like, it's <laughs> <like, so, so>, a <laughs> jersey and it's ready. Someone's got, someone's going to, uh, going to still be willing to pay for that. I think you're probably. So he'll get it. I just, I, w- I wouldn't give it to him. You know? Yeah, right. Which I is totally wouldn't. understandable. Yeah, I wouldn't if I was running an NBA team. But he'll get. Mike's right. He'll get the money from somebody.
1: You got to get clauses though, like X amount of games a year, and and also it's probably going to be short term. Yeah. High money, short term. Mike, I was trying to think, like, I'm
2: stuck on the uh, Kevin James's house thing and Joe Girardi. Like, I'm trying to think of the media member (laughs) where if you walked in and if you knew it was their house, you would pay an absolute premium for. And the media member where you would be like, oh, you know what? They lived here. (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to live in this house. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) Discount it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Discount media
0: member house and the absolute penthouse media member house. Hmm.
2: Wow! I just say, because I say, you lo- just because you love the person, like like Mike, oh, you know, okay, 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 right? Like Brandon, you have to do it because, like, for me, if I walk in and it's Tom Rinaldi's house, like, oh I mean, man, I mean, I mean, I'd pay a premium for
0: that. I let really me, would. L- let me tell you, Stugatz, if I walk in and you tell me Joe Tessitore lived in this house, holy shit! I holy- I am putty <laughs> in your hands.
2: Okay, so so. The house is $3.5 million listed, okay? Now, you walk in, and down the stairs walks Joe Tess in a robe, okay? (laughs) Oh, my God. It has to be a robe, okay? It has to be. Okay? It has to be. And Joe Tess walks down and says, uh, hey, Junior, uh, $5 million. (laughs) I know it's listed at 3-5, but I'm Joe Tess, you know? I'd feel like he was giving me a
0: deal. You, I'm saying If, jo- here. if yes. Joe Tess walked down in Take a my robe, yeah, yeah. like Joe Tess with that wonderful, like, well, when he grew the beard out, him and McElroy both went beard last season with yes. that voice, and the way that he would talk about his house is oh. like the way that he'd talk about a smoke Monday interception <laughs> for a touchdown in an Auburn football game. It would be electric. I, I'd probably end up offering to pay six for the house when he offered me five.
2: Right, right. You could have it for five... Hey, Joe, I'll give you an extra million. I mean... (laughs) Closing the cost, I got he's, it. He's, he's
0: my, got to record the voicemail for my house phone, which no one even has anymore. That's not a thing anymore. But right. I just want, if people were to somehow, for some mistake, call my house to say, hey, this is Joe Tessitore. Mike Golick's not here right now. Leave a name and number
2: after the call, and he'll get back to you. I keep a landline just to have it. Yes. I and mean, I, I call myself. <laughs> 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 just so I can hear it. So wait, so Joe Tess, that is... First off, we need to get Joe Tess on, okay? There's Finney. He's very excited about this. We have to have Joe Tess on and, like... Recreate what it would be like for Joe Tess. To, he has to be wearing a robe, Yes. okay, and give us a tour of the house like he's trying to sell it to us, okay? Oh yes, like can a we do Cribs this episode with Joe Tess? Yes. Oh, we
0: can absolutely make this happen. Okay,
2: all right, let's make that happen. Next, Brandon, you got a lot of stuff to work on for next time, okay? I know, yeah, I am <laughs> okay. writing it down. I don't know what the last one was, but it was man, something. Manpon okay? man, man, man ad copy. Oh, that's and right. Joe yes, Tess yes. a
0: tour home tour.
2: Now, yes. now, now, this is going to be bad. But whose house do we walk into? When we're like hey uh, I oh I, I got it already i mean we don't well, want to get too this is, deep this is, into it yes oh. we do yes we do <laughs> well
1: i'll I be like oh this is beautiful it's like oh this was matt lauer's home it's like you know what <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now i understand when you say
2: you don't want to get too deep into it
1: i was gonna say dicky v though was for me because i know he lives in sarasota florida you would pay up for Dickie v. Like, yeah Dicky yeah give me give me give me all the, the all right, i mean and and he, the, he'd you know, have a bunch of
0: notre dame shit in the house too so you might just be able to buy exactly him
1: yeah, exactly.
2: That's a good one. Um, yeah. I mean, Golik, I think people would pay a premium for your dad's house. Um, I know they oh, would, yeah. as a matter I, of fact. They, they did. So they did. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he have like play like a champion sign outside? Like oh he yeah, did? <laughs> he left. They've got they had
0: a big rock with an ND monogram out it in front of the house. You walk inside, Notre Dame rug in the basement. There's Ooh. dad's old awards from football on the wall. All his game balls from Philadelphia in the office. You left all that up there. There was
2: a time like ten years ago, Brandon, where I would have paid anything for Mike Golick's house. Okay, anything. Now this is pre ESPN and also pre me knowing Mike Golick senior. And now I don't. Now I wouldn't pay nearly as
1: much. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. damn who would be
0: this who would be the one who i would be walking and be like yeah like
1: i got one I, mean, I don't i mean i don't know if it's i don't know how you guys i don't know you guys are co-workers with these people we're like Keith Overman's house? No, that, no thanks. Perfect. Oh, man. That's, that's a, good a one. great one. Yeah. No. That's no a thanks. great one.
2: Yeah, I don't want it. Right. Would, yeah,
0: would walk I in, I and eat all of the finger foods they've got laid out, and then walk right <laughs> out. <laughs>
2: you think Overman's going to be that nice with finger foods? I mean, what do
0: you have <laughs> in your mind? Yeah, he's rich, though. Maybe his realtor would
2: at least put it out. You're probably right.
1: There's no finger cost, foods. In Costco there. plate. Costco I, plate. He I, has a very small budget. I, I think Overman's
2: a good one. Like, that is a house. I'd lowball him an offer. He'd get mad at me. He'd be furious. Um, but I, you're right. I think that, that, Ooh, Olberman's a really good one. How about Kirchin's house? Oh uh, man,
0: I I'd pay a lot of money for Tim's.
2: So would I. I think I'd, I'd pay more for Tim than I would for Rinaldi Yes. I'd pay that <laughs> Tim would have to
0: stay as my roommate. He could sell yeah, me, I, just, I would pay yeah. for him to live with me. <laughs> just to tell me stories.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Guys,
1: whatever I have, this <laughs>
2: Alfred it becomes <laughs> Alfred in his own house. <laughs> I'd, I'd hand him a blank check if he agreed to stay. I mean, yes, yeah. name your name your price. Because two guys, if Tim Kirkjian lived with me, I would
0: become a baseball fan. Because I've often said I would happily watch baseball, but only through Tim Kirkjian's eyes the entire right. time. Because he yes. loves it so much that it yes. makes me want to love it.
2: Because I love him so much. Oh God, that is. I think that's the guy. That's that's the person yeah. I would pay the highest premium for in sports media. I, I'm trying, I'm really trying to think the other way here. Is there anyone better than KO? Um, Man. I don't think so. You know, you know, <laughs> you, know who's, you know whose house would be kind of tough is you know,
0: and it's listen. It'd be in a great location because he lives out in California. Ryan Rossillo's house. I feel like you, there'd be creatine everywhere. Mm, there'd yes. be so much workout equipment in the house. There, yes. it'd just be like I don't know if I don't know if I'd be able to go back in there after that because I know Rosillo would have worked out in every square inch of that house.
2: Yes, and and done Lord knows what else in every square inch of that house. Hey, he's still <laughs> single, right? Like, god bless his <laughs> soul, Rosillo. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Rusillo's a good one. Um,
1: well, this is plus he's I, single,
2: I, Mike. I don't think that's a house I want to move into. Like I'm moving in, I, like I'm doing this through my prison where I'm moving in with you know my wife and my family. Yeah, that's And, true. yeah, I think you don't want to follow up Priscilla. Like. Well,
0: and, like, as a single guy who's been living by myself for a while, like, you get stuff that's in weird places. Like, we don't put things where they're supposed to go. I have rooms in my house where I've just decided to put random stuff in there because I'm not building this coherently. And so now all of a sudden you're going to be walking through and, like, like I have an air hockey table where the dining room table is supposed to be in this house. I'm 32 and live by myself. It's been played five <laughs> times in six years. It's a terrible idea. God. when's the last
2: time you played air hockey <laughs> That's
0: great. the last time I played air hockey was I mean it may not be in 2022 it was, really yeah it was probably last summer
2: Mike, get rid of it oh Sell I know it.
0: I'm I'm, yeah. I'm selling it to my my realtor out here actually he's got a five-year-old son I was like listen I'll give it to you for a dollar just come pick it up I never want to see it again.
2: See, I maintain no, Brandon, he's doing it wrong. You sign that thing, sign it, autograph it. Put it on Etsy. Oh. You'll get like a you'll get like $20,000 for it. Mike. I'm serious. I keep telling my wife, don't throw anything out. I'm going to like create a site, like Shopify or something like that, okay? <laughs> I'm going to sign everything, even their old clothing, okay? <laughs> and I'm just going to sell it. I'm going to get a premium. <laughs> a what do we do That's autographed Grateful Dead t-shirt. <laughs>
0: It reeks of weed. Is going to go for so much money. Game worn, though. Game worn. Game worn. (laughs) This this is our side business. Game worn Stugatz
2: apparel. Oh, man. I'm going to sign this shirt right here that I'm wearing right now. This is the shirt I wore when I went on with Gojo and Brandon. (laughs) There we go. Episode two. Episode two, yeah. Starts at (laughs) $1,000. All right, real quick. Uh, Never have I ever had more than one speeding ticket in one day. Ooh. Ooh, I have. No. I'm gonna tell you guys right now. Really? Okay. What? Yes. yes, I've had two. I've had multiple speedy tickets on the same commute. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> yeah, both times I was leprechaun. I mean,
1: <laughs> were, you, were... <laughs> you? Walk around with his his license in your pocket. Yes. <laughs>
0: now here's the real question: Did you get out of both
2: of them? I did. <laughs> I mean, Dade County, you throw a name around, you're good. I mean, I'm just telling oh you. Oh, my made, God. Made man out there. Made Mike, man. you have to understand, my drive, once I enter Dade County to South Beach, is, so I'm crossing over, I'm getting on to 95. It's it's like 15, 20 minutes. I got two speeding tickets in the span of 15 to 20 minutes. I was really running late. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and It'd then I later. realized this is making me later. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I gotta go
0: faster to run late, so I can get stopped and wait longer. And oh, oh, it's perfect. Oh, well, wait, has it I happened to actually- you guys? I have never gotten no. multiple speeding tickets in one day. No, I've, I've, man, come to think of it, I think I've only gotten like two speeding tickets in my whole. Which I just jinx myself. I, it is the yeah. end. It is the end of the month. I am for sure getting a speeding ticket before the day is out. Can't right, wait. Brent- Brandon.
1: Oh, I'm I'm I, after the first one, I'm scared to death to get back in behind the wheel. I'm not I'm not I'm not testing the speed limit again after right. I get one speed ticket. Right. And right. I, well, but if you get out of one, you know, then your hubris starts working. That is true. Right, but you gets a little heavier. You, you
2: start yeah. feeling confident about it. yes, yes. <laughs> right, right. All right, um, Gojo, you have two speeding tickets, huh?
0: Yeah, I've been a little little goody two shoes behind. Wait, me,
2: Brandon, you know him well. You know him better than I do. Okay, you guys are best friends. I know Mike pretty well, but you know him in a way that I'll never know him. Okay, um, do you think Gojo has ever gotten pulled over and done the "Hey, I'm Mike Gola Junior." thing? <laughs> oh, that? one out.
1: Thou- no, it, he doesn't need to because his name is on the thing.
2: Yeah. Also, oh, they, they just go they, it. They're like, oh, go go on your way, like,
1: right, right. like, wait a, wait a minute. Got it something. says junior here. He looks yeah. like the junior. I'll tell,
0: I'll tell you the. Dirty they bring it up thing. to you. I tell right? you the dirty little trick is when they do, when they do it, and anytime they like, if they ask me for my name or anything in situations where like I really want someone to maybe notice, I'll just leave off the junior. Real? Just, oh. I'll just throw out Mike Golick, and that way they're like, wait a minute. And I go, yeah, no, it's my dad. You know, I'm getting ready to go see him right now. Me and him are supposed to have lunch and catch up. You know, ever since we stopped doing the morning That's show great. together, we got to work harder for this father son time. So I'm, I'm really oh sorry, officer.
2: The, the city of preference you want to get pulled over in um, is South Bend, right? That's where you'll oh, get the yeah. most leeway,
0: correct? Okay. 100%. <laughs> South Bend, I know someone's cousin who's a police officer. Or they were the police officer that would work with our team on game day. One of the that that place. If I pay for a speeding ticket in South Bend, something has really gone wrong.
2: Now, Brandon, take this the right way, or take it however it's intended. But you're looking at me and Mike Jr. like, hey, there is no city I want to get pulled over in.
1: Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. But South Bend or not. And also I'm looking right. at Mike's sideways because I'm pretty sure the only place he's spent some time, quote unquote, behind bars that is, is South Bend, Indiana. That is, oh, that is true. The only place I've
0: been in jail is Saint Joseph's County for underage drinking.
1: <laughs> so I'm looking at him like, okay, yeah, sure, Mike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a fair it's a fair point. It's a fair point. It did get me out of shit on that. The joke. clink. <laughs> I'm I am just love every the episode of
1: Mike and Mike. After that, what's your favorite <laughs> name? It for- <laughs> was so great because it was always on in the locker room. Anyways, we just get to see. What's your favorite? Uh,
2: what's your favorite nickname for for prison? The slammer.
0: Oh, I'm a. I'm a oh yeah. I'm a the pound. The p- <laughs> my my favorite thing was I got put in an actual paddy wagon. It was like the big van. So
2: am I.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Drunk Tank. Ooh. It's it's the saddest thing ever. If you're in the back of a paddy wagon, oh. you feel so bad about yourself. Well, and like you gotta wait
0: for them because I was I got arrested with 47 pe- or 37 people. I was the first one in, so I'm back there. I'm the only one in oh metal cuffs because I'm the big guy, oh, and I'm shit. waiting for them to put everyone else into this van. It was miserable. Oh my, my Mike's God. such
1: a Mike's such a good guy that he's the first person to get arrested at 40. <laughs> <laughs> i go first. Okay. <laughs> sure. Here. Well,
0: 0.03, I was basically sober. I was pissed.
2: Oh God! Oh, God. Uh, wait, uh,
0: Stugatz. I know we've I know we've kept you here for a long time, and hey, we. Got, I got nothing it. else to do. I'm like I, I was
2: sitting around playing. Never have I ever. I mean, I, I know, mean,
0: and I, can, I, I don't know what I'm watching. Now. And and we are going to continue playing Never Have I Ever a second. But I do want to give you the chance because every time you come on here, yes. I want okay. Stugatz ranking quarterbacks to be a thing. I know you guys had Chris Sims do it on the show. He did his top 70 or whatever quarterbacks in the NFL. We're not going to do the list because that's too hard. We have to think too much. We're okay. just going to look at the division. Got it. And I want to look, and I want to start with the AFC North this week, because we got Lamar wow. Jackson, wow. not at OTAs wow. right now for the Baltimore
2: Ravens. That's where Finney about. wanted to start, too, yes. Yeah, you see, if yes. Finney's
0: fired up for this one. Finney, Finney is you, circa 2017, running into a room, shouting into Michelle Beatles chest mic that you just want to rank quarterbacks. So, <laughs> Finney, we understand where you're coming from, so... Stu Gatz, let's start. Stu Gatz's, uh divisional quarterback rankings with the AFC North. So, we've got Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: Here. Okay, so, so we know who's last. Okay. Yeah, like I <laughs> said, you want to start at number four
0: and make this nice and easy, Stu Gatz.
2: You're, you're essentially asking me to rank Burrow, Watson, what a division, and Lamar Jackson an MVP. Yes. Oh wow.
0: So so number four, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whoever the with... Steelers are trotting out,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. All right, I'm gonna go. Okay, so I'll go Burrow. Well, let's do it. Let's do it this way. All the right. Steelers quarterback four. All right. Deshaun Watson three. Wow. Okay. Yeah that's only Damn. based. That's only based on availability. Yep. Okay. Okay. So I know he's going to be suspended. You would figure a half year. Dan and I were having this discussion yesterday, as a matter of fact, um, because MLB did something pretty unprecedented, right? They told Trevor Bauer, hey, not only do we not want you to pitch, go away. Yep. We don't ever want to see you in a Major League Baseball uniform again, is essentially what they told them, because of the length of the suspension and the age, right? Yep. Um... So it's going to be interesting to see how how the NFL deals with Deshaun Watson. But let's just say it's half a season, yep. right, at the very least. So he that's the, and that's why on talent alone he might be he might be first. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar Jackson two, all right, and Burrow would be number one. Um, Mike, how do you feel about that? Like Burrow for me, he's got all Mike. You know he's he's got all that stuff that I love like that. Yeah. The confidence, it's not quiet confidence. He's loud about it. He knows he's good, right? Oh, you he's just saw all, like, him on that, that podcast that the other day yeah, talking yeah. shit about
0: the Ravens, talking about how yes. he lit him up in both the games. Because he doesn't year. give
2: a shit, Mike. He knows how good he is. And I love that. I love when a guy knows how good he is and he's not afraid to tell you at every turn, hey, I'm this fucking good. Uh, and that's Burrow to me. So I go Burrow one, Jackson two. Watson three, only based on availability, and then the Steelers fourth. The Steelers. I don't even know their name. Yeah. <laughs> Trubisky. Okay. Tra-
0: tra- tra- Ken- Kenny Trubisky or Mitchell Kenny. Pickett. <laughs> Mitchell. Let's go Mitchell Pickett Mitchell, at number four. I like Mitchell that. Mitchell Pickett. Mitchell Pickett, Me- number four. Do you guys agree? Like, would you go... I I actually think that's the right list. And I I think the Watson availability thing... Because we're we're saying for this season, too. It's not, you know, the next five years. We're saying for this season. And... That is absolutely going to affect the Browns. Um, I'm with you on Lamar Jackson, too. That team, strategy-wise, really interesting. You know, they traded away Hollywood Brown. They seem to be going back all in on what they were doing a couple of years ago, making that a more tight-end-rich, run-heavy offense. And so, yeah, I think especially with Burrow Stugatz, not only is he individually a guy that was clearly a program changer. Like we talked about this during the Super Bowl last year. He did what Matthew Stafford was brought to Detroit to do and could not because Detroit was so soul-crushing. That's also what Cincinnati's been for a long time. and he had no offensive line and was getting his ass whooped all last year. So yeah, I'm with you. Burrow was a legitimate program changer. He may actually be forcing the Bengals to operate like a competent winning franchise that cares about it.
2: That's exactly right. In fact, I would say that Burrow is way better than Stafford because Stafford was brought into Detroit. Mm. You say it's soul crushing in Detroit, no? And I, Mike, soul crushing is Cincinnati too. It's the same place, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. but if you're good enough, you'll get any team there. Like you'll make any team good. I, I firmly believe that if you're good enough at that position, you can make any team good. And Burrow did that. He made any, t- any team good. A team without an offensive line. He got him to a Super Bowl. Now they have an offensive line. Matthew Stafford when he got to Detroit had Calvin Johnson and they did nothing. Nothing. I mean, the greatest receiver we've ever seen and it it took him going to LA in the perfect situation with the Rams where let's be honest he didn't play that great. Like they should have lost to the Bucs. He threw up an ball that should have been intercepted. The Bucks should have won that game. Um, and so I think Burrow is even better than Matthew Stafford. Like that's how good I
1: think Burrow is. I, I love that and I completely agree. But talking about a quarterback elevating the entire team and you know younger quarterbacks rookies I want to talk about Sam Darnold real quick oh shit cuz you rode that that roller coaster wave that was his rookie season with the Jets yeah and he recently just came out and said that he's confident that he can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league now do you believe that Sam Darnold can turn around or is it the mononucleosis is right at his brain and he still thinks that he could be one of the best quarterbacks in the league
2: uh, listen they've tried to get five other quarterbacks in the offseason they drafted one right they were in on Deshaun Watson they wanted him badly um, they don't believe in Sam Darnold but I'm glad Sam Darnold believes in Sam Darnold <laughs> because but what is he supposed to say right like we know he can't be the best quarterback yeah. in the league and he's trying to sell himself and trying to trying to get that starting job and so uh, Sam Darnold is not the best quarterback in the NFL. will never be the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, he knows that we know that the Carolina Panthers know that, um, they told you about their actions that, in the off season. Is that
1: his fault? Is that his fault? Or is it, or is it the Jets fault? Not the Jets fault, but you know, those organizations when you first get in and you know, his, his confidence is kind of shaking.
2: Yeah. But it goes back to what we just said. Like if you're good enough, you'll make any team good. If Joe Burrow went to the Jets, like, listen, I always, I make the joke. If the Jets drafted Burrow, Burrow would be out of the league by now. But no, we all, like if, if Burrow went to the Jets, they'd be good. Uh, because he's good. He's not good. He's great. And Sam Darnold's not that. Um, I forget the other quarterbacks the Jets could have taken in that draft. It drives me crazy. Um, I got to, now I got to look body. That's, that's
0: your, bo- that's it, your body protecting you from yourself.
2: I don't think it was Rosen, uh,
0: Brandon. Right. What, yeah, what, what, what man, by right not now. doing it, Mike? Yes, your body is <laughs> suppressing that. Your mind is suppressing that so you don't have to deal with the trauma of that situation. Right, you're headed right. into a
2: holiday weekend. to God's, don't yeah. do it. Do, please don't. And yet, here I am. I'm going to do All it right, right. now. <laughs> 2017 draft or 18 draft, right? Yeah. All right, let me uh, let me go. to <laughs> Oh, shit, oh nice.
1: I got, yep. Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Oh, Lamar Josh, Jackson. Josh yeah. Allen. It was ba- the Josh yeah. Allen one.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the Josh uh, Allen yeah. one. Wait, wait, give me, give me those quarterbacks again. How did it go? Uh, it
1: was Baker Mayfield first, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and then Lamar Jackson was the last pick of the first round. So they could have had Lamar. Wow. But every yes. team could have had Lamar. Yeah. Right.
2: Um, yeah, the Ravens could have had Lamar before. <laughs> so the built right, exactly right. The Bills moved up to get Josh Rosen, right? I mean, to get uh, Josh uh, Allen. Allen. Yeah. yeah, to
1: seven. Yep.
2: They moved up to seven, and the Jets took Darnold at five, right? Three. So Josh, taking, Josh Allen is Josh one, Allen.
0: Josh Allen is one though where if Josh Allen does wind up on the Jets, I don't think this story works out the same way. Like Josh Allen clearly Benefited so much from Sean McDermott, Brian Dable, like he got better in a way that we've seen very few quarterbacks, and it was because that organization, you know, Brandon Bean, their GM, put together such a competent plan and developed him in a way that there is just no chance the Jets would have done.
2: I think that's fair because, right? There was a reason people were kind of wishy washy on Josh Allen coming out of college. There's a reason that he that he lasted that long with Burrow. We knew like that was the number one pick. He was great. Set all the records in college won a national championship. Um, that's how good Burrow is. We're saying out of college, he's so much better than Josh Allen. But that's a great point because they had to really develop Josh Allen in a way that most people thought they couldn't because yep. when you're that, when you're that, um, he's become, like Levitard talks about this all the time, he was wildly inconsistent in college. Yep. Um, but they fixed his accuracy and that's hard to do. Um, but they it's, did it. It's you it's,
0: know? it's damn near impossible. So yeah, yeah that was that's a... A great study in that, but like in the same way. I mean, I know we were talking about the AFC North. That was kind of Lamar Jackson and the way Baltimore has also built that team around him, done things, at least at least in the run game to try and maximize his strengths. In the passing game, we know that's been a little bit inconsistent. That's why I think he's a very fair two in this, also. Like he is a former, you know, MVP of the league, so he deserves that respect. But he also was a guy that quite frankly, through the first half of last season, was the MVP. Like yes. halfway through yes. last season, he yes. was carrying Absolutely. a broken and battered team. Brandon, you're a Ravens fan. You watch that up close and personal. That team is going nothing and nowhere without Lamar Jackson putting on the Superman cape. It was just after a while, it was going to be too much for anybody, even a guy that talented.
1: Well, yeah. Anyone who's in the fantasy football at that point in time was looking at and had a Ravens running back was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Right. Like, and that was we we before went, we went with Tyson Williams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, that was right before the season started, and then we end up. uh, Putting some glue together, but yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know. I I think Lamar Jackson definitely. My problem is it with Stu so You talking about ranking those quarterbacks? I don't think Lamar Jackson ever becomes the number one quarterback in the AFC North, and that bothers me because what does that mean for the playoff chances for the Baltimore Ravens? I understand. Right, you're upset. Yeah. But is that because of Lamar Jackson or because how great Burrow is? Probably how great
2: Burrow I is. I think, it's, yeah, it's because – Or M. Uh, Watson, too. Yeah. Watson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a combination of all he of them. He went from know, the best really. quarterback in that division to, to now the third best quarterback maybe in that division, and he's an MVP, which
1: is <laughs> – Which is that.
0: probably more of a testament to that division and to the AFC overall, for sure. Yes, yes. So, yes. Like,
1: right. Lamar Jackson is has an MVP and it will have a great career in the NFL. Joe Burrow is a future Hall of Famer. Right, exactly right. Uh Jackson probably
2: is too though, right? Yeah, I, I would say Jackson's probably got a yeah. got
0: a legit shot for how early he got to that MVP and for how much we still think he's got like room to grow when they develop cuz he is a he is a passer. Like he played in that Bobby Petrino offense at Louisville. Like you don't go through that not being part of a competent passing attack. They have yet to develop that in Baltimore and yeah. put put that together around him. So there's still room for that to look even better with him. So
2: yeah, you're right. Um, I have one final uh, never have I ever for you guys in a second here, but but are we just assuming? I, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Gojo. Joe, uh, Golden State. No one's going to beat them, right? Like not the Celtics, not the Heat. Like that, t- it's it, the championship. First off, the playoffs have been dreadful. Bad. The best game we've had was Nets-Celtics in the first round, okay? I, the Tatum layup. I, I'll, I mean. I'll, 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 make, I'll make a, <laughs> yes. I'll make and a which case. It seems for, like five months ago, by the way.
0: Stugatz, I'll make a case for every game the Memphis Grizzlies played. I could if have watched we, the Memphis Grizzlies ooh. play basketball forever. Yeah. They, were the, they were the bright spot of the postseason to me, because you're right, the rest of this has been very, very underwhelming.
2: But that's a jaw thing, right? It's not a team thing. It's a jaw Morant thing, I right?
0: Think it, I think it's, Even I think it's a out. team thing. Yeah, I think really? when they were out the way – I just think Stugatz, and that goes all the way back to like the grindhouse – memphis teams where i think that's always just been a city and a team that's really embraced that identity ja definitely puts them over the top though like he's incredible
2: so for me like in my lifetime brandon there's one guy there's two guys really one guy for sure where i was watching their games but i was really just watching him like my eyes were just stuck on him that's jordan mm-hmm. of course uh maybe at times kobe i guess because maybe at times iverson but jordan consistently i was only watching him it it happens to me when I watch Golden State with Steph Curry. Just because the oh, off yeah. the way he moves without the ball is like it's ridiculous, right? And he doesn't need much time to get off a shot. But I'm still I'm still watching other parts of the game. With Jordan, I was just watching Jordan. Ja Morant has that same effect on me. Like I'm just following mm-hmm. his every move because if you're not, you might miss something that's like ridiculous and crazy. Um God, like Iverson,
1: so... you'll really miss something special for the first time. Like, I, I think you know, he's better than Iverson.
2: Yeah, I think he's yeah. I think he's better than Iverson, which is which is nuts considering that Alan Iverson. Listen to me, okay? Allen Iverson led a team with Dikembe Matumbo as the second best player. To the NBA Finals. I mean, Eric Snow was the point guard. Look up those numbers, okay? <laughs> Seriously, Man, he averaged like God. four points a game. <laughs> like he, Eric Snow was the Heat backcourt every night,
1: okay? <laughs> like, well, that, that's that's one of the reasons why I knew how Lebron how good Lebron James was when he first got there because uh, he was dragging Eric Snow and uh, Big Z. He and, dragged uh, he Mo Williams. Little, yeah, Mo Williams. <laughs> Williams. Yeah. Big Z. Cedric <laughs> so oh. <Drunas>
2: Ogoski. <laughs> so funny. Oh All right, God. ready? Here we go. Uh, never have I ever had a sexual dream involving someone here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, Mike. <laughs> I've never told you about this, Mike. <laughs> Stupidity. Go, Joe. Go, Joe. Stupidity.
0: <laughs> Our thanks, as always, to Stu Gotts and a little game called Never Have I Ever, which I'd imagine is going to be a staple as long as we have Stu Gatz around here because what's better than watching him finger wag into the room with a deck of cards knowing we have all that to look forward to. So, uh, Awesome stuff from him. Always a great way to end on a Friday. Um, Brandon, but you know the way that we really end this show Mm. each and every day. You know? Do you know the way I, we do it? I, I don't want to step on you. Is this that in the third, Brandon?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Brandon. Let's start with this, and we know we talked about it in the middle of this week. is obviously an incredibly trying week, and is still it, it hasn't gotten any easier. It's one of those things that shouldn't get easier. It should stay talked about was what went on the mass shooting and the death of 19 kids and two adults in Uvalde, Texas, at Robb Elementary School. It was an unspeakable tragedy, and in the vein of making sure this stays on everyone's mind and we stay talking about the important issues in all of this, the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees came together Thursday night in an effort to raise awareness about gun violence in the U.S. These teams were playing and in the midst of that game, their two social media feeds, which boast more than uh, more than three point six million followers, the Yankees have that alone, came together and decided that during the game, instead of tweeting updates about the game, instead of tweeting scores or highlights, they would be tweeting facts about gun violence in America. They would raise awareness about gun violence in America to try and continue to keep this top of mind with people, to continue to get po- information out there that can be used to hopefully at some point create an enact change and educate people on what's going on and what a problem this has been. So. I thought it was a pretty incredible gesture by both of these teams to understand the platform and the attention they have and to know that right now with this opportunity, they can try and do some good out of a situation that's been so hellish by continuing to get the right information into people's hands during a time where we know there's a lot out there.
1: Absolutely. And as we talk about social media having such a, uh, quite literal following during these things. And everybody wants to see these teams beef and X, Y, and Z. It was good to see that they strategized for a bigger purpose. Uh, I think they're even the Tampa Bay Rays changed their Twitter header to end gun violence. And uh, it's just, it was just really, really nice to see that everyone is taking this seriously in, the, in a sense, not just in a serious, seriously, in the sense of like, Hey, let's keep talking about it. It's like, okay, we're all, taking the approach of what if we are the generation that changes this for the future? Like what what if what if this isn't just a fleeting moment? What if this this isn't just one of those social media uh, story headlines? Like what if we're all pushing towards one final goal of changing this for for the good and, and forever?
0: And we can only hope that's the case. Tampa Bay also pledged to donate $50,000 to a national gun violence prevention organization. And you're right, Brandon, we've seen more people putting out things that may look like solutions, practical ways that normal Americans can go about trying to have an impact on what happens next so that something is changed, so that we have some effort to try and change the circumstances around these events so that they don't happen in the future and so we don't have to have more families closing caskets far too soon so uh, again thoughts and prayers to the families in uvaldi and hopefully more action like this that accompanies in the fallout that we can try and use to make sure that the world is a better place and that we try and do better with the information that we have so No easy transition. Let's all take a deep breath. I thought that was worth highlighting. I think what they they did there and what so many people have been doing and trying to get information out in the wake of this tragedy is definitely worth highlighting. Brandon, we will now move on to that. And that is a pretty big sporting event that's going on this weekend in the Indianapolis 500. The Indy 500 will run on Sunday. And I gotta be honest, Brandon, I was just simply unaware. Not what a big spectacle. We know the Indy 500 is an awesome event. It's a big time thing. It's a huge part of Memorial Day weekend for so many people. But I did not know physically how much was at stake in all of this. Because I think some people have already seen the graphic about the Indy 500 track And what you can fit inside of it. For anyone that's unaware, in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, on the inside, you can fit the Rose Bowl Stadium, Churchill Downs, the Roman Coliseum, the Taj Mahal, Liberty Island, the White House, Yankee Stadium, and Vatican City. All inside the space, inside of this track. It is unbelievable. A two and a half mile oval inside of this. Does it, it need is. to be that big? You know what? Want, need, they all <laughs> pale in comparison to what is. And it's this big ass track. But the thing that I really didn't know, Brandon, was that the trophy itself is massive. Because Ryan McGee, ESPN college football writer, as well as does someone who does a great job covering moto, motorsports, tweeted that this was the greatest trophy in sports and we are in the midst of the NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoff right now. You can imagine hockey fans were up in arms a little bit about this. Ryan McGee said, Oh, yeah, it's cute, and posted a side by side of the two trophies of Lord Stanley's Cup and the Borg Warner trophy, which is the trophy that goes to the winner of the Indy 500. Brandon, this trophy with its base stands five feet. Four point seven five inches, sixty-four and point se- seven five inches, and weighs approximately one hundred and ten pounds. It is an absolute unit of a trophy. It yes. looks like it's almost double the height of Lord Stanley's Cup, and I am genuinely intimidated by it.
1: Yeah, it's almost as if it was made for the entire team, whoever wins the Indy five hundred, to, to to hoist it above their head, and not one individual driver. Uh, it, it, it's it's quite massive, uh, and also I think it may be that big because uh, if I if I'm not mistaken, at the Indy 500 you celebrate with milk. There's a oh little, yeah. There's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of milk pouring, so you know they they're, they have more strength than most. You know, coming fresh off a milk bath, I imagine you know you got all the I don't know what's in milk, but I think you know we we heard we're yeah, growing up that you know, it's, it's in for milk, strong bones. Milk, it's
0: just you know calcium and milk. Did you say cow? Semen? No, I said calcium. Oh, okay. What the hell's wrong with you? I, you said it. I was asking what you said. <laughs> By the way, the <laughs> other haunting part of this trophy is that they put the faces of the winner on the trophy. Isn't and so it's a five foot four, almost five foot five inch trophy covered in faces It's a horror movie. Seems really disturbing. Like, I know we talked about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey yesterday, but they need to make a (laughs) public domain horror movie about the Indy 500 trophy before it's all said and done.
1: Have you seen Jeepers Creepers? Uh, Not in a long, long time, Brand. That's... He had faces on the wall. That's what this shit looked like. Just a bunch of faces. (laughs) This looks like where Arya
0: Stark went to train with the faceless men
1: yes just looking up he on the has trophy no
0: name yeah a a driver has no name uh <laughs> all right brandon let's get to the third um this one was interesting to me now i believe it was just the other night uh in boston we saw glenn big baby davis on the sideline of one of the eastern conference finals games yeah, I, thought, I saw oh, all of them All of Big Baby Davis. Listen, you don't earn a nickname like Big Baby without being a large gentleman. We support our thick boys around this podcast. We are a body positive crew. We are. And, And apparently they are ready to weaponize Glenn Big Baby Davis because Jake Paul, the YouTube star turned prize fighter, has targeted Glenn Big Baby Davis for a fight on his next boxing card in August. Sources on Thursday told ESPN, Davis is 36... Played most recently in the NBA in 2014-2015 season. He is over 300 pounds and apparently Paul's team with MVP uh, Most Valuable Promotions is trying to find an opponent for him. They're trying to hopefully find a former WWE heavyweight to try and give someone of comparable size on the card with him. And Brandon, all I can say is this, man. Basketball players in the ring need this win. Because as we've seen with some of these celebrity boxing matches, it has not always gone well for really even former professional football players, basketball players who have tried to get in the ring with some of these guys. And I just don't want to see Big Baby end up as the meme. I don't want him in the meme graveyard with everybody else.
1: I hear you, but are we forgetting about... uh... Was it Darren Williams who gave Frank Gore that work?
0: Oh, that's why I said that's, that's why I said NFL players. Listen, we have not always done well either, but the last thing you want to do is get caught slipping by one of these YouTube guys who's all of a sudden decided like you don't see him and they're doing all this training and now they're coming out here legit and you think you can just roll up with size and then have somebody get their ass. Rolling. I just don't want I don't want to see that. I don't know what kind of hands Big Baby has. I'm not sure what the, you know, the background is or where he'd be training, but I just don't want to see him added to the meme knockout graveyard.
1: Well, I'll say this because, uh, you know, unfortunately, Nate Robinson is there of the famed uh, Shrek and Donkey uh, Celtics run. I'm calling it a Celtic, Shrek and Donkey Celtics run because I loved every 13, 14 foot uh, big baby hit in that series. i I say... I say, I say, bring him back. I say, Nate Robinson and Big Baby Davis. You know what I'm saying? No, Let, you can't say, have that kind of size disparity. We can, say, we can see Shrek and Shrek and Donkey go against each other. Jake Paul's a freaking professional boxer. I, I don't, I don't need to see. I don't need, I don't need them to be even. This is all just ra- random celebrity death match type stuff, anyways. I would love to see the 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 the, the odd the oddness of Nate Robinson's. Very very small, ripped up, cut up self to big baby Glenn Davis's new rotund version of himself. I'm trying to
0: think of if we're ever going to get like because Nate Robinson was you know uh, you know a guy who had his you know career. He was the one that tried to make the football switch late in his career, right? Tried to go play he defensive did. back for a little bit. Yes, yes. and so Cause he
1: did in Washington, I believe.
0: I wonder what the highest profile athlete that will eventually give way to one of these celebrity fights is gonna be.
1: Now when you say that you're talk we're talking about the Tom Brady's of the world. We're no, like no, 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 no. No, but I'm saying like you're talking about a high profile athlete that possibly would. Like who who in your mind, is, like, like the, the
0: the name I originally thought of, just because he carries the requisite intensity, was like Kevin Garnett. Like I wonder if oh, you get someone okay. like that that is clearly just wired a little bit different right. and has that intensity, who might say, "Yeah, I'll step in the ring and try and whoop an mf'er's ass." Like right, that's right. that's what I'm wondering is if it's going to get so built up because these fights have become wildly entertaining. They have all sort of like. Between round and between fight, entertaining going on. They stream really well. You've seen Snoop Dogg commentating on them before. They've Great. become a pretty solid draw, despite really feeling like sideshows, especially at the beginning. And so you wonder if, as this continues to grow, it will suck some of those
1: names in. I got it. I know who big 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 baby Glenn Davis should fight. Who's two that? Pe- one or two people. The biggest name. Shaq Diesel. Oh, wow. Get him in there. He cause it, as, as fat as he can look, excuse my language for yeah. all my people out there. Oof. Uh as as yeah, I'll say it because Uh as 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 large as he looks behind the desk every now and then, especially when they're all uh shoulder to shoulder uh on a remote site like this, it looks like he's gained a lot of weight. But as soon as he as soon as he comes out by that suit, And he's he's got that uh, a tank top shirt on. It's like, oh, Shaq, Shaq still got it. And okay, okay, so that's the that's the that's the big name. They probably can't get him. They probably ain't got enough money to get him up out of bed. Kendrick Perkins, ooh, big Perkins, big perk, and big big Glenn. Big baby baby Glenn Davis? I mean, that's like a Boston Celtics dream. That is true. That's Celtic on Celtic crime right there, and I'm not sure. Also, man,
0: like, Perk would be a wild one because Perk is so country. Like, I'll never forget the first time we had Perk on the morning show when I was still there. We were in there between breaks, and he was telling us about going hog hunting with these big-ass knives, and it was just I was like, this guy is, and it was just what he did. It's just built different. So country strong is always something that's difficult to mess with. I would probably put my money on perk in the, in that, uh,
1: fight. Yeah. And also, uh, I know we mentioned the big baby Glenn Davis last played in the NBA in 2016, but since then he's, he's taken his bigness to the big three and, and, and bounced around in, in ice cubes in ice cubes league. So, you know, he's, He's fresher off the court than even though it was half court. He's fresher off the court than than you would, than you would think. That is true. But for us, us heavy guys, you know, it, it's, it don't take us much to get out of shape alright well this seems like the prompt if
0: you're still listening at this point God bless you head to Apple Podcast leave us a five star rating leave us a review with who you would like to see former athlete in the ring in one of these celebrity YouTube boxing spectacles that have started to pop up more and more we mention this because we always enjoy when people put these kind of things in our Apple Podcast reviews this one was from Scudder Wood because we talked about the other day when we have these blowouts in the NBA how do we fix them. If you got blowouts late in the fourth quarter, we said. Fourth quarter, trailing by X amount of points. This was Scudder Woods' idea. In the fourth quarter, a team trailing by double digits is allowed to swap out the ball with any ball, must be spherical, from the world of sports. For an example, the Warriors would put in a kickball that only Steph Curry can make because his shots never touch the rim. I love this one. Change it up on him. Size,
1: shape, composition, as long as it's spherical, you've got a pretty good shot. There's not a bunch of options out there like, you know, maybe like the classic eight pound medicine ball. But I I am very interested in this prompt Uh, outside of bowling balls, the the concept of a a very, very bouncy kickball being uh, bounced around and and, uh, because the team's already losing. You know what I mean? I, I think you did have a great solution, though, by adding a courtside fan into the mix. Listen, I think it's all deadly. We're just
0: trying to help the games out. We also got some help when we asked people what Katie Nolan should say in the Friday night baseball booth. Yes. We know that she is in the middle of that right now. And you know, or, or sorry, no, yeah, we'll be coming up later tonight. Yes. So what we settle on, and this came from Gord93 on Twitter, got a reference eating crab on the broadcast as that came up in our conversation. So we'll see, Katie responded. She believes that felt like the one. So if you hear, if you're watching Friday Night Baseball coming up tonight on Apple Plus TV, Katie Nolan and the crew at I believe 855 Eastern uh, out in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. If you hear her talking about eating crab, take video, something, send it to us and let us know because she is now a woman on a mission. Thank you to everybody for rocking with us through the first month here, through what was absolutely a difficult week for so many people. We love you. We hope you have a great holiday weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Yay. Yay, ice cream.